1: Hello everybody, welcome back to WhatCulture.com's movie, film, podcast with myself here, Gareth, and the always entertaining Ori. And hey. we are here We are here today to talk about something awesome that's happened over the last week, something incredible that I kind of forgot was happening, didn't really put much stock into it happening. Then I woke up on, I believe it was Friday morning, and the Disney 2020 Investor Day just decided to break the internet, didn't they? They just released and announced... A ridiculous amount of projects that are going to be coming mm. over the next couple of years. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going down on Disney Plus. A lot of stuff which hopefully will be premiered in cinemas at some stage in the future when this horrible just thing that's been causing chaos all over the world is in the rearview mirror. And we're we're just going to talk about a few of the things that we we we're particularly excited about. Obviously, we will just note everything at some point but there's so much we, we can't spend too much time on everything because we will be here until next year's christmas it's there's, there's that much stuff so i think the first thing we should talk about Ori, in, in my honest opinion something that i'm incredibly excited about is the fantastic four movie was officially announced finally like how do you feel about this
2: um I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I feel like everybody's uh, everybody's idea of a great Fantastic Four movie required Marvel to be more heavily involved than its previous Fox predecessors. I mean, we've had some letdowns of Fantastic Four. It's Marvel's first family, and it should be done correctly. And I think if anyone's going to do it correctly, oops, I'll turn that down. If anyone's going to do it <laughs> correctly, apologies. It's going to be Marvel. So I was happy to to see that. So many so many years, I've seen so many people cast in their mind who they think should be. In the Fantastic Four, particularly with Mr. Fantastic himself. You already know who I'm talking about. He's been I know, cast so many times. Yeah, I, go on, say his name.
1: It's got to be John Krasinski, right? There we go. You know it I mean?
2: has to be. It has to be. And hopefully so. We see some of these great castings or castings of that nature within uh, the Fantastic Four movie. I mean, do you, I mean, do you feel... John Krasinski, the guy. Do you think that's going to be the case?
1: I think he's the guy. I think his wife's the girl, Sue Storm. I think you bring them both in together. That everyone's been just just fantasy casting this, like you said, for some yeah. time. And it does. It makes. It almost feels like they have been cast at this point, which is putting a lot of pressure on M- on the MCU because if they don't cast them, now, everyone's going to be like, what? Yeah, the yeah. perfect open girl, right there. <laughs> and I, I also think it'd be a really fun swerve. Just to bring back Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. Do it. Why not? Come that on. That would be weird. That feels That'll like that feels That'll almost like a what if yeah oh yeah to be fair we probably yeah it would be better as a wife but we've seen the wife so it's yeah i think i'm just being a bit i don't know overly excited that but it'd
2: be cool it'd be a nice little easter egg if if, at least if he pops in there somehow but not as not as cap but just someone else that we look at and go we know why he did that
1: yeah and then like john cena is the thing that's that's why i'm all about (laughs) about. just as the wrestling fan I i just quite like to see that but it's also worth noting that um, John Watts is officially confirmed as the director of this film. That is hugely important because if you know who John Watts is, he's the guy who directed Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. So he's also directing the next Spider-Man, which seems to have every single person under the sun appearing in it. And this (laughs) seems to hint at maybe the Fantastic Four could be introduced in that film. There was a little sort of hint in Far From Home because they had that Baxter building Yes, Light they did, I yes. Uh, everyone was like, is that the back of the building? Is that Oscorp? We're not too sure. But I think this now... Pretty much, It seems like a nice segue into the Fantastic Four if he's directing that one as well. So, fingers crossed, we see some nods to the Fantastic Four in, yeah. in this. Uh, not, yeah, to the Fantastic Four in Spider-Man 3 upcoming. Now, Ori, come on, let, let me know. What, what, what are you excited about when it comes to these, uh, these new announcements? There is so much, so much we could choose from.
2: Well, like you said, there are loads. And for me, I'm, I'm going to start with one which is a bit more cute. Uh, three words, and I was really surprised that we're going to do this. Uh, I am Groot. Ooh. The little series of shorts that they were going to do. And I felt that that was really cute. I'm a sucker for like really cute kind of films and, and really heartfelt things. And I feel like when we saw Baby Groot kind of go from the, uh, it was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the second one. When we saw Baby Groot. They had a whole new character that was created off the back of a, a massively popular character and made him even more popular. So it was only natural for them to kind of monopolize on how do we create a load Of a hype around Groot, and to see the series come out for that, a little kind of uh, series of shorts that they were going to do, it's almost Pixar esque with the shorts that they do, but they've made it around a very popular character. I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll do with with Groot. I feel he was underused in some of the other movies outside of Guardians. It's actually a really interesting thing for me to see. It's not the most popular on the list. It's not my favorite, but it is one of the ones that I'm I'm kind of happy that they saw potential. In such an enjoyable character and i can imagine all the kids who love Groot in the in the um guardians of the galaxy are going to go crazy to see (laughs) like to see him on character um, on screen just as well baby Groot and hopefully into teenage Groot and back into big Groot.
1: yeah i think i completely agree with this because there's so much potential like you said they've done it in the past with the pixar shorts and a lot of the time they they managed to create some really moving and just Beautiful shorts using barely any dialogue, which is yeah. what I find super impressive when Pixar do that. And I think with Groot because he only has "I am Groot" as dialogue, he just hands himself over to that so easily. And it'll be an interesting way to explore that that intergalactic part of yeah. the MCU through Groot through Groot's little crazy mischievous eyes and yeah I, it's gonna be that that is one of those little like you said one of those little cute ones that maybe just slipped through the cracks on this because there's that many big massive announcements in terms of the new series the new films i'll just do a bit of a a roll call on the the marvel side of things mm. and uh we'll, we'll just scream like really excited teenagers um we've got Vision, which is uh, yeah hey dropping that okay. is January fifteenth, January fifteenth, dropping. One month,
2: one month to go.
1: Madness. Uh, We've also got the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that finally got a full trailer. That will be dropping in March, so two months later after that. Um, We've also got uh, Loki, which is going to be coming in May twenty twenty one. Then got Hawkeye, which is going to be coming in late fall, 2021, and the studio confirmed on this night that Hayley Steinfeld is going to be in that in that series as Kate Bishop, which is huge. it was something that we all kind of knew anyway, and mm. that has now been officially dropped. Um, what if the animated series, which is looking every time I see anything new about What If, I'm getting even more excited about it, because it's it's the, the alternate one. Yeah, the trailer was so the trailer good. it was
2: fantastic. It really pulled at the heartstrings with um the music and just how beautiful the. The uh, the animation was it it looks amazing.
1: And then we've also got uh, three new series are going to be coming to Disney Plus. Yes, even more series are coming. Uh, we've got Iron Heart, uh, which is going to start star Dominique Thorne, the engineering protege of Riri mm. Williams. We've also got Armor Wars, which is going to examine one of Tony Stark's biggest fears. That's going to star Don Cheadle. He's returning. He's reprising his role as Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. And then we've also got Secret Invasion. Huge, huge news this one because we've got Nick Fury is going to be leading this series. Obviously Samuel L. Jackson returning for the role of Nick Fury as the S.H.I.E.L.D. director and he's going to be starring alongside Ben Mendelsohn's... Great like shape. Uh, what, I can't even say the words. Shape-shifter. Stroll. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the one. Ta- Talos, he's going to be returning. There's no release dates for that one as of yet. And then... God, there's just so much with this. Um, we've also got the... The announcement of... Well, there was more casting updates, sorry, on Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Notably, yes. Tatiana Maslany. She'll be playing the lead role in She-Hulk. Matt Ruffalo is going to be returning as Bruce Banner. We've also got Miss Marvel. That's going to star... And I'm so sorry if I just butcher this name. That's going to star Iman and uh, She's going to be uh, Kamala Khan in that film. Um, she'll also appear in Captain Marvel 2, which is yep. huge. And uh, you've also got... Um, With this as well, but sorry, there's just so much here. Uh, I've also got uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is going to come on Disney Plus. (laughs) That's going to be in 2022. That's going to be directed by James Gunn. They've uh, also got, like we all know by now, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the Groot series that you mentioned. Black Panther 2 is not going to recast Chadwick Boseman as uh, yeah. King T'Challa, and that's still going to be directed by Ryan Cougar. That's going to drop in July 2022. We're going to get a third Ant-Man film, which is called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. That's uh, officially in development. Peyton Reed's returning. You've got the original kind of Ant-Man cast, Paul, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. And also, we're going to have Kang the Conqueror in that, which is huge. If you know your Marvel comics history, he's a massive character, world-changing character. He's yep. going to be Jonathan Majors is going to be playing Kang the Conqueror. And then, last but not least, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will tie in everything in Wonder Vision in the the upcoming Spider-Man, just absolute chaotic multiverse film, which is going to be dropping very soon. That's going to be uh, coming in the future as well. So, a lot of Marvel stuff there. A big round up.
2: You know, it's really interesting. I've noticed this after, we, after you said that list, and it reminded me that uh, Marvel have a really, really interesting way of introducing some characters in ways we never get to really appreciate until much later. So you mentioned Miss Marvel, who we saw in the Avengers game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, if, you think, if you think about uh, Marvel versus Capcom, I think it was Infinite, is when they started to really showcase Captain Marvel before the movie came out. And you also had Doctor Strange in the third Marvel versus Capcom, just before doctor strange came out the movie they have really interesting ways of introducing mm-hmm. characters and when you mentioned earlier on about the fantastic four even if it was only subtle and it could be the baxter building behind um in the backdrop of a uh, spider-man home not homecoming it was far from home i believe
1: yeah it's always,
2: yeah, it's always great to see just how how intricate it feels that they've cre- uh, they've had these ideas to go this is what we, we're ready to do and it, it kind of really is a is a great testament to great writing and great ideas that they have in the studios at marvel that we can see all these little things that may be coming down the line and then now we've come to this time where we've had these big announcements and marvel is sitting there going but we've had this in our head for about six seven years and it's just great to feel like we we can see the vision now
1: that's what i love it's the the planting seeds aspect of disney right now and speaking of planting seeds they also planted quite a few seeds for a burgeoning star wars universe over on disney plus and Mm. I'm I'm gonna go down a different route with this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the full roll call of of Star Wars stuff that was announced, and then I'm gonna talk about the biggie, in my opinion, okay. the most exciting thing. So we've got Ahsoka, the new series that's gonna feature uh Casey Mandalorian character, and it's gonna also star Rosaria Dawson as Ahsoka, so that's huge. Uh, we've also got the Rangers of the New Republic, which is a Mandalorian spin-off. We've got the Bad Batch, which is an animated Clone Wars spin-off. They've also got Star Wars: Visions, which is a, a series of animated short films celebrating the franchise. That'd be quite nice. They've got Lando, which is a spin-off centered on Donald Glover's solo iteration of Lando, which was so one of the best parts of that film, in my opinion. They've also got the Acolyte, uh, which is a new series which is going to explore the growing dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Uh, you've also got a droid story, which is I'm quite excited about this one, which is r 2 R2D2 and C3PO. We're going to return uh, in a series which is going to introduce a brand new droid. We can never get enough droids. And then we're also going to get a Willow reboot of the Ron Howard's 1998 film. We're going to get a reboot of that. But the biggest thing in my personal simple opinion was the, the announcement of the return of Hayden Christensen. As Darth Vader in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Obviously, nice. the last time we saw this guy, it was uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, he got absolutely battered, as we all remember, at the end of that film. And he, he's the thing is with Hagen Christensen, he's at, he's had a rough old time when it comes to the Star Wars fandom being accepted in the in the world of Star Wars. When when those uh, prequels did drop initially, he, uh, he got a lot of backlash for those films, for his performance, for his role in the, the entire trilogy. But as time has gone by. The Star Wars fandom has warmed to this man, and I feel like he's finally getting a chance here to, to just rectify some of the, some of the flaws, in uh, not necessarily in specifically his own performance, but some of the flaws in the way the character was brought to life in the prequels, and I think he's, he's finally going to get a chance here um, to strut his stuff for want of a better... Term mm. In this Obi Wan Kenobi series, and Kathleen Kennedy, the Lucasfilm president, she had this to say about it. She said, "Obi Wan Kenobi begins ten years after the dramatic dramatic events of the Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who later turned into the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader." Our fans will be thrilled that Hayden Christensen will be returning in the role of Darth Vader, and here's the key thing: this will be the rematch of the century Oy. i'm excited man I, I cannot lie this is uh, how do you feel about this
2: so i mean we we both know that uh, i'm not the biggest uh, star wars fans mm. uh, i do appreciate the movies i haven't gone past the movies as much as i should do i've only really started to just touch on mandalorian i've been too busy catching up on other things and i said i do need to watch it because what i've heard is rave reviews of it uh but i do remember um the, the, the first, tri- well, not the first trilogy, but the, the first three episodes and just the backlash that some of the people were giving to Hayden Christensen. And then I remember the reports of him saying how it was a hard time because of everybody coming at him. You've got some delicate characters that people love in terms of like Darth Vader and the development of his character from Anakin to Darth and Hayden being just uh, scrutinized for everything that everybody would have wanted. Uh, I remember seeing a report recently, a couple of days ago, I believe, Where there was a comment he had said that it feels good to be back. He's been on such a great journey with Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. So at least I can say from that side, he's in better spirits of wanting to bring um, his to bring his uh, elements to the character again, as opposed to feeling like what everybody else says. Oh, I wasn't great at the beginning. And it's good that people are welcoming him. You said you are excited for it as well. Mm I know there are many others who have who probably feel the same way. It's kind of nice to see them go in the direction of not recasting but bringing back somebody who actually in the third film did pretty well to convince me of the conversion from innocent Anakin to a lot more of a darker Anakin going into Vader mode. So I'm... For me, as, a, as an outsider watching in, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the biggest Star Wars man. I do enjoy watching him. I will enjoy seeing him in his role again. That's the best I can really give you on that.
1: That's a perfectly valid response to it, man, because mm. it's one of those things. Uh, a lot of casual fans who've ne- not necessarily been um, drowning themselves in the Disney Plus series and yeah. all the animated series and everything else won't be that attached to. Anakin is a character necessarily and they'll just remember Hayden Christensen for his role and they'll be like oh he's coming back I remember him yeah I'll give this another go and that's that's probably it's not a bad uh, strategy from Disney as well Uh, but also it's worth mentioning here that Deborah Chow is going to be directing the entire series and her credits check this for a lineup her credits in the world of TV include The Mandalorian Better Call Saul, American Gods, Marvel's Jessica Jones and Mr. Robot so I think it's safe to say we're in some pretty safe hands when it comes to Deborah Chow directing this series
2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcarecom loss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. plushcarecom loss.
1: So, mm. Ori, let me know what else we got. What else we got on the horizon that you were excited about?
2: So, uh, in terms of announcements, are we gonna? Do we have to keep it? Is Disney Disney centric? Um, i'm gonna say it's disney centric it's not all of them are going to be disney plus centric right away but it, it kind of is uh pixar had a load of announcements that we that we that we love uh we I, everyone knows that around me that if you put a pixar movie in front of me then i i, I will kind of get something brought to tears and um some of the ones that they had announced they announced a few series that were going to be put onto their screen which is Onto their streaming service, which is great, and they announced a few movies. I'll tell you what we'll focus on because it is Disney Plus. We'll go for the the ones that are going to be streamable as soon as we can. Kind of get them on there. The first one, Princess and the Frog, that's a series that's going to be great to see. Uh, I think that's not P- that's not Pixar itself. That's more Disney. Um... As opposed to pixar sorry i'm fuck- just i just need you to know my voice is how it is because i'm absolutely shattered <laughs> and i've got d- drink here that i'm trying to wake myself up with so if i get a slipping over my words my apologies uh the princess it's a long the
1: week everybody okay so that's, it's that's been that's a very
2: slack. it's been a very long week um but yeah i'm we're gonna get through this really really well because it's disney we have to pay give it its due diligence now okay. that um the princess and the frog uh the series that they were that they're putting out if it's based on the the princess tiana which we know it will be it was a great movie when it came out it's now going to be turned into a series that we all can watch on disney i purposely said i'm going to look at this from an, a perspective of somebody who hasn't seen the movie because i'm not i i remember watching um was it timon and pumba and mm-hmm. when i was younger and thinking all right movies that come from from sorry series that come from movies by disney Traditionally, don't hit as hard. Like Aladdin did that as well as well. Did don't hit as hard as the as the movies did. But I would yeah. like to give it its due diligence and say, if it's as entertaining as the movie, but still its own entity, then for me, I would be really happy to see this on Disney. That's the again, I, I try to take a little step back and go all right let's not compare it to the movies it's going to be like a long form musical comedy series which is an interesting take on on a disney series you normally see the movies have all the great songs in them but the series itself doesn't tend to have a lot of the music it's more just the episode by episode stories but for this they said it's going to be a much more musical based disney series i'm going to take a step back from the movie and go i as a musical person i want it as, as i want to enjoy it but i don't know I, I, I don't want to compare it to the movie if that's a safe bet to do. That, does that make... I don't know if I've worded that correctly. If that no, makes you have. I
1: think you definitely have. It's, uh, sometimes it's unfair to kind of hold these series up next to the movies because if the movies yeah. have been super critically acclaimed and have been produced to be seen in, in a big kind of cinematic stage, yeah. TV series aren't normally going to have... They're not going to be able to hold up to that usually. I mean, in the world of Disney right now, Disney+, Plus, just looking at things like The Mandalorian, things like that, they've managed to keep the scale quite big, which has been the big shock, I think, with these these releases. So, fingers crossed, it could mean that when these series do drop, they are of a similar standard. If they've got similar minds behind them, there's a lot, you, you put a lot of faith in Disney because mm. they've, they've not necessarily... I, I think in recent times, I remember right, they've had things like The Lion Guard, which has been like a TV series spin-off of The Lion King, which I've got a young nephew who quite likes Lion Guard, so I'm assuming that's, that's doing the trick somewhere. Um, when I was a kid, I, I remember it was the, the Tarzan animated series. That's what I was all about. I loved that. Yeah. But that wasn't, it still wasn't up, up to the standard, the, the, the level of acclaim that the original <laughs> Tarzan film was. But yeah. it, it did a job, which is, I think a lot of these, I'm more excited about these than, than I would be, would have been of those when I was a kid, if that makes any sense. Just because of yeah. the standard they've set recently.
2: There's there's one I really am excited about, to be fair, because um, I really enjoyed the movie and the series was, was quite enjoyable, uh, is Baymax. Ooh. Now Baymax for those who don't know from uh, is the big kind of inflatable robot from Big Hero 6 and they did do a spin-off series of Big Hero 6 but when they said they were going to introduce uh, a spin-off completely devoted to Baymax I was very interested mm-hmm. Baymax as a character is one of the one of the highlights of the of the original movie it's one of the ti- it's one of the characters that when you watch the movie stands out purely because of his lovable character but also just how intricate they designed this character to be but with such a simple kind of view and so much character and personality within baymax even though he looks like just an inflatable character and i'd like to see what they would do with baymax to see if they would explore more of his origins and give him more of the spotlight as opposed to baymax being another character within a set of of heroes now it's similar to like what i said earlier about group when you take a character which is lovable and cute and give them their own kind of side stories i think it will will land really really well i'm really i really enjoy the movie and that's another one i like to see and again just like you said i would not want to compare it to the movie similarly like i didn't compare the series to the movie and the series was actually quite enjoyable when you didn't do that as well
1: well right i think in terms of like we said before marvel did a lot of announcements star wars did a decent amount of announcements disney pixar and animation they did a lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so they're we'll they're then, the do, yeah, definitely.
1: I think we'll do a bit of a roll call. And then there's one that I really think we should have a bit more of a, an unpacking of because it's just it sounds so incredible. Uh, but for now, we've got uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is going to be premiering on March 5th, 2021. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on Disney+. Plus. And and hopefully it's going to be in theatres as well. This is all depending on what the world looks like in March 2021. Like you said, we've got that Baymax series. We've got the Zootopia Plus series, which is going to be based on Zootopia. That's going to be hitting the streaming service in spring 2022. So that's going to be... the. the Bit off, yeah. Uh, They got the Tiana and Moana series, like you said, they're going to be in 2023. Uh, Encanto, which is a new movie, that's going to be set in uh, Colombia, and wait for it, the music is going to be written by Lin Manuel Miranda. So that's that's a good, that's a big one right there. Uh, I've also got. I believe it's Iwaju. Again, if I've completely destroyed that uh, that pronunciation, I'm so sorry. That's going to be an original long-form series made in partnership with Kugali Media. Uh, it's going to be premiering on Disney Plus in 2022. And then in terms of the Pixar side of things... It gets even more exciting because you've got uh, a lot of new series, which are going to be coming out from Pixar. We've got Spark Shorts. Um, uh, sorry, a Spark Shorts episode, which is going to be called Burrow. Uh, that's going to arrive on Disney Plus on the on Christmas, Christmas Day, 25th of December, along with Soul, which we've been raving about over the last couple of weeks. We, we're very excited for Soul. That's going to be dropping on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. Uh, we've also got Pixar Popcorn. Which is uh, a few shorts featuring iconic Pixar characters. That's going to start streaming in January. That's going to be—I'm pretty excited about that. They bring back some uh, the 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 greats, the heroes, the icons of Pixar. You've got a uh, Doug Days, which is a new series featuring the beloved dog Doug from Up. So remember that
0: dog—he
1: uh, <laughs> was one of the one of the favorite characters. In Up. That's going to be in uh, fall 2021. You've got a car series, which is going to follow Lightning McQueen and Mater. That's going to be dropping on Disney Plus in 2022. You've got Win or Lose, which is Pixar's first original long form animated series. That's going to be about a middle school softball team. That's going to be coming to Disney Plus in fall 2023. And... When it comes to movies, we've got two two ones there, but then the big one we're going to talk about at the end of this. Uh, so we've got Luca, which is all set in Italy. It's about a boy named Luca. It's going to hit theatres in June 2021. Then you've got Turning Red, which, yep, this is, this is literally what it's going to be about. It's going to be about a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda when she gets excited. Uh, that's currently in development. So no news on when that's going to be dropping but my jaw hit the floor when i heard there was a, a film called turning red which you yeah
2: i <laughs> just realized
1: what turning red
2: okay yeah pixar very good at delivering things in a way that's very subtle
1: yeah that's that's yeah that's that, i'm i'm sorry i'm just in pixar we trust you know what i mean i'm, I'm happy for this one. 100 the, yeah the big one the big pixar one you know what's coming the big announcement
2: what was- yeah
1: how <laughs> about so, that light year. No, we've I mean, got to get excited about this. It looks, it looks amazing. Um, it's Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear is going to be voiced by Chris Evans, Captain America himself, is going to be voicing Buzz Lightyear mm. in this film, which is hopefully going to be hitting theaters in summer of 2022. Uh, it's a Pixar creation, like we said, um, and it's going to be. It's a film set right. So here, here's the the breakdown of what the film is. So it's set to follow Buzz Lightyear as he works his way from a, a young test pilot to the space ranger that we know and love now. Uh, today and it's a spin-off and it'll tell the, de- the I can't even speak the definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear so that's the, the the person who become like based on the toy in the toy universe so it's like an origin yeah. story of the legitimate person in the Pixar world that the toy was based on so it's yeah it's a, it's a different kind of spin-off in the world of Pixar because it's not necessarily to do with the kind of straight up toy side of the universe it is like a legitimate if you can call it that like the legitimate side of it
2: it's a great direction to go for a spin-off i mean to give the the toys backstory is a bit more difficult without the uh without going to where the toys came from so the backstories that we've been getting from toy stories are who owned the toy first Mm -hmm. what shop did they come from to come out of that and go let's give Lightyear backstory we've had a little bit of that within toy story uh, two and three, particularly with the backstory of maybe Woody. You'd see how Woody became who Woody is by the TV program. But they only did that for a short while with, is it Stinky Pete and with yeah. Jesse? And um, I, can't, I forget the donkey's name. Uh, bullseye. Bullseye, that's it, yeah. That's it. So with with those characters, you saw maybe a little backstory with them. With Buzz in the first year, you only saw a TV advert. And Buzz is a character where if you were to look into his backstory, where the creation of the toy came from, you would have a massive universe mm. of exploration, of action, of sci-fi to go to. And it only made sense that if they were going to expand on Toy Story, because they couldn't do a Toy Story 5 after how emotional the last one was and just the, the big send off that they had. If you're going to expand on that universe, this is a great way to do it where you don't make it about the toys, but where the toys initially have come from, the characters. And having Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, initially, I'll be very honest, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't want a voice recast. I wanted Tim mm-hmm. Allen there because it's just it's tim allen as buzz i've had him for four movies since (laughs) 1995 and all the little shorts and side things that he's done as well as the voice of of um buzz lightyear but chris evans i reckon in this will still be great chris evans can't do wrong by me um maybe well i say that fantastic for the second one but that wasn't his fault he can't do wrong by me he uh, i think as well because the character of him is more it would have to be more realistic. They say they're going to go for a darker origin movie. Tim Allen's voice is quite caricature as mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear. If they're going to make a, a more dark origin movie based on Buzz Lightyear, going with someone who's, who's experienced as playing these kind of action-based characters, even if, if it's voice only, makes sense to me. And I'm really excited to see where they go with this. And I think that they can really let go of the reins. It's kind of like what they did when they went from kind of toy story in a bug's life and said, we're going to go to the Incredibles. It's that jump of action and just explosive, just kind of explosive animation on screen. That's really going to stand out. And we're talking 2022 when their ability to, to animate compared to their 1995 toy story ability to animate is, is just gone so much further beyond you could ever imagine. It's going to be a very, very good and beautiful film just based on knowing how toy story are when it comes to creating great stories with great animation i'm looking forward to it totally i can get over the tim allen's not going to be the voice again because i get the reasons why but i'm definitely looking forward to everything else around this too what about you
1: i'm i'm likewise i'm so excited about this the tim allen thing is what it is i love my boy Chris Mm. Evans, so i'm not too upset about that but if it's if it's in the same vein as, let's say, there was a Buzz Lightyear of Star Command show years ago. I think it was on like a Disney channel or something like that that I used to, I used to love as a kid. Yeah. And if it's in that similar vein where it's like actually following the stories of this legit Buzz Lightyear, but it's the younger one, I I think there's a lot of potential in it. And it is, yeah, it's going to be dropping June 2022. And the director of this film is, of course, be excited as well, because the director is the co-director of Finding Dory. That's Angus McLean. Obviously, if you saw Finding Dory, Decent film in its own right. It had to kind of grow on uh, Finding Nemo. Had to kind of expand on that universe and go in yeah. a slightly different direction. So if that's what they're going to be doing again here with Lightyear, I think it's a pretty safe hands again. You, you kind of trust Disney when it comes to directing, uh, handing over the reins to specific directors because they tend to know what they're doing. They tend to work out these sequels. Apart from like the Cars universe, I don't think they've had a prequel or a sequel that's been unwatchable by any means. They they've, they tend to knock them out of the park. So yeah,
2: well, two was two was. Two wasn't
1: the best. Which, two, which one was this? Which
2: car? You said cars
1: two. Yeah, was, I'm saying cars two was not good. Yeah, it was a, Three, yeah.
2: three actually was okay, but two,
1: yeah, my
2: god, two was so bad.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't oh. cars three. I think the cars universe is the only time they maybe crapped the bed. Let's say when it yeah, just
2: the just a little bit.
1: But yeah. <laughs> but they make money they make money so they're gonna keep doing. it There'll be some kids out there who love cars. So I'm not gonna crap all over it because uh, yeah, they must be doing something right. But in terms of what I like, cars was not not it for now. But I got, it's... I got
2: a question for you. Actually, you yeah, said got... you mentioned. I totally, I it totally skipped my mind that Star Command command was like one of the buzz story because I never yeah. saw, I never watched Star Command. Oh,
1: dude, I know. Hey,
2: it was it really that good? Because I, I remember I I think I was uh, I was going into. I was in secondary school at the time and you know in, at that time it's all I've grown out of these things and so on when it came out and I never really watched it so I don't know if I've if I've missed a lot with Star Command in terms of his origin stories as such was it really was it really good
1: it was entertaining it hit me at a good age because it hit me when I was like I don't want to show my age yet, but it hit me when I was like seven <laughs> <laughs> okay, you
2: make it, now you show my age because i'm older than you all
1: right <laughs> would have been it a good time. I'm sorry i'm sorry i think i was the target audience but i loved it <laughs> it was fair enough it was fair like it just, it just showed like uh, I, I believe if i remember rightly it was him like taking a few rookies under his wing and like just going on missions and it was all to do with zerg i think we might see the emperor zerg in this um this prequel as well which would be really cool which as we yeah. know and Berserg is Bruce Lightyear and the Golden Man. Buzz Lightyear's father, <laughs> Bruce, Lightyear. Bruce Lightyear, the big big shark in space. Bruce. <laughs> so that's I think it. I think we've got every reason to be excited about this. And there's so many. Honestly, like if, if I had it my way, we'd be here now for the next ten hours talking about all this stuff. But yeah. sadly. We've not got much time left. So let us know if you've got anything else you want to talk about in terms of these announcements. What films, what series you're super excited about. Like follow us on Twitter at GMorgan04 for myself. Where are you going to find you, Ori? At Ori
2: Styler, A-U-R-I-E-S-T-Y-L-A, or one word.
1: And follow everyone here at What Culture at What Culture on Twitter and go on whatculture.com. Click on all of our incredible articles that we've got there. We've got loads of stuff to do with these announcements on there as well. A lot of things that you need to know about these upcoming series, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and other things like that. Um, where, let us know uh, what you think we should maybe cover in the future when it comes to this kind of podcast. It's very relaxed. We just like to talk about all things movie, all things movie fun and TV at this stage. And yeah just have the best christmas because it's looking like we're not going to be necessarily back here again until after christmas i'm disappearing for a little bit yeah. um, so we, we're not going to see you until 2021 so in the meantime look after yourselves stay strong 2020 is almost at an end we made it we did really well it was, it's been a heck of a year and hopefully the next one will bring loads of fun and movie goodness Definitely. See you later.
2: take care guys i am groot <laughs>